Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to another fabulous episode from On My Orgasmic Life podcast. Okay, so uh, make sure you check the content warnings so you know what you're getting yourself into. Because <laughs> remember, I always come with content warning. Um, okay, so today I want to have a conversation about choosing joy and happiness, even when you feel like in the dumps or you're feeling very bummed or shit is going sideways in your life or in the darkness um the that the choice and the empowerment of choosing happiness is key to pulling yourself out of some pretty dark places and i know it's helped me pull me out of many many dark places so that's what we're going to talk about today um, so if you're looking for like hot, sexy conversation, you're going to probably have to wait <laughs> until next week's episode. <laughs> um, okay. So where do I want to start? Okay. So over the last while, um, well, actually in all fairness, this pretty much this whole year, um, so far has been pretty crappy. For me and sometimes literally crappy for me. <laughs> and um you know i'm dealing with my health and all those kind of things but um the beautiful thing is that um part of being when you know when you're in pain or you're sick and i just want to you know i want to talk about how where i'm at because you know often you guys don't really see you you see me bringing it and or you hear me bringing it with my mischievous giggles and laughter and joy and you know um, being this beacon of oh of happiness uh, and that's not always my reality actually often not always my reality um, well it used to be more my reality but this year so far it has not been so much of my reality I've been able to kind of pull it together <laughs> I have a little spurts of it. And, you know, and I, you know, I have those little energy spurts of uh, joy and happiness and playfulness and all the things mischievous and all the things that um, are so delightful about me. Um, you know, I managed to do some recording so you guys get to enjoy that. <laughs> all right. So I'm sharing the back piece 
so that you're like, well, you guys never really see me in a space of a low, uh, emotional low, darkness, um, uh, a place of you know, coming close to place, you know, being in places of despair. You, you, you know, my audience, you know, I mean, who wants to listen to that, right? So I don't show, I don't share that stuff with you guys. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to talk about. Then I'm going to talk about how I you know, manage to keep pulling myself out of those places so that, you know, give you guys some tools in case you're struggling with life um, right now and would, you know, could really use some support. Okay. So before I do that, I'm going to turn off this light because um, right now I'm kind of washed out and, you know, look very, very pale. <laughs> Um, the light, I don't know if that helped. <laughs> I still, if you're watching, I'm like, I still kind of look rather pale today. Oh, well. <laughs> um, okay, so like I said, over the last, this particular year, uh, since, you know, 2023, um, I've been very ill, very sick. Um, you, you know, I've given you guys some insights and some updates on, on those pieces. Um, and I've had a lot of, you know, energy loss and pain and all sorts of stuff. So there's been lots of lows and trying to figure it out and the doctors and all those things. And now I think we have figured it out, which I'll do an update in the, you know, the next, our, our next little, um, series of, um, podcasts in the next couple of weeks, I'll give you guys an update of where I am. So you guys don't have to worry about me anymore. Okay. We're on the mend. So that's, that's good. But so physically, my body has been on the men. And so my energy levels are getting better every day. I'm cap you know, more capable of getting stuff done. You know, I'm able to, you know, go for my, you know, power walks and like outpace, you know, old people. <laughs> I face some old people. Also, you know, I actually outpaced a, a dude walking his dog the other day. I was like, yeah, look at me. Look at all the energy I got. Yeah, I'm able to like run up and down the stairs. It's like, so physically I'm getting better. But what I noticed was like, for example, yesterday, yesterday I really was very low and I have been very low. So I noticed this when I was walking out of the house and it was raining and um, and I was like, oh my God, it's raining. I'm going to get wet. And, you know, and I'm like starting to run to the car. And then all of a sudden, a part of me was like, oh wait, you love the rain. Like I love the rain. I love frolicking in the rain. Usually as soon as it's raining, I run outside to dance and jump up and down in puddles, which is that piece of me, which is the piece of the joy and the joy seeker, the the seeing the wonderment, the curiosity, the, the, you know, the pleasure seeker, all of those, you know, the mischievous little frolicking forest nymph, that part of me hasn't had any space in my world. And so I realized, so I was like halfway to the car, I was like, wait, you like the rain. I stopped for a second. And I had the rain, you know, on my skin and um, in my hair. And I was like, oh, this is joyful. And I realized I haven't been living from a place of true, my true joy, happiness, 
playfulness, frolickiness. Um, and I realized it had been quite a long time since I've been in that place. So yesterday in that awareness, I was like, okay, you know, what's really going on on an emotional level? Cause I was like, I felt like, you know, I kept crying all day yesterday. <laughs> it's like there was a whole bunch of things that normally wouldn't bother me. Um, you know, that kind of, you know, crying on, <laughs> crying for no particular reason, usually only particularly happens just before I got my period and I'm, I'm finishing up my period. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, that's not what it is, not hormonal. And it just was like so much uh, grief of things that's been going on. And, and just again, in that space of, you know, I know in my own emotional patterning, I can go you know, can go very, very low. If I'm not on top of it, I can drop and stay in a place of, of basically despair for quite a while if I don't recognize it. So, so I allowed myself to kind of like process my feelings yesterday and do some crying and, you know, do some ugly crying and let it out of my system and and, you know, you know, figure out what was going on. And so I did some clearing, some healing and talked to my subconscious, talked to my inner children and all things. And the biggest part is that I haven't just been seeking joy. I've been so much in the, the, the healing and the sickness and the, my health that I haven't been seeking all these beautiful moments of pleasure and joy and happiness and the little, the little things. So this morning, I was like, I'm going to choose, I'm going back to my, I choose happiness, wiggle, 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 ha, <laughs> um, So a little bit about that saying uh, is um, when I wrote my uh, book, Stop, Drop and Wiggle, Seven Easy Steps to Happiness, which you can see behind me. Um, but you can also find on Amazon and you can also find it on my website at, um, uh, at secondliving.com. So, and again, stop, drop and wiggle and it'll be in the show notes. So when I, when I was writing stop, drop and wiggle, um, you know, it really was like, okay, understanding how we are emotional defaults and, and how a big part of happiness is choosing it not so much because it's then it's you're in a place of empowerment and so anyways great book definitely recommend it go purchase it so one of the things so I just finished writing my book publishing my book and my uh, lovely little nephew uh, was visiting me from BC and I think he was like two and a half maybe three and so I started to teach him this construct and this concept of that, you know, once you have your feelings, like you have, to, it's important to like, you can't buy product, you can't bypass your feelings, you got to have your feelings, but you don't need to like live in them, breathe in them, wear them, sleep in them, you know, you really only need 30 seconds to a minute, and maybe five minutes, if it's like a heavy, heavy, like big thing that you need to feel, but fully feeling it. And then there's all these steps to pull yourself out of it, which the book talks about. And then it's a choice. It's like, this is a choice, a choice to choose to be happy because 
there's lots of reasons in, in your day that can knock you off kilter, uh, frustration, uh, tech not working, uh, you know, somebody cuts you off, the line's too long, like your whole day, there's a zillion reasons to be irritable, pissy, and angry. But there's also a zillion reasons in the day to find joy, pleasure, and happiness. But we're kind of not wired to like seek those things out. We're kind of been taught and wired to seek out to reinforce that state of, of misery and suffering and despair and anger. And not that any of those feelings are bad. They're not bad. They just don't, you know, when you feel them, they stay linger in your body uh, for, you know, like the studies say, if you're, for example, five minutes of anger lasts in your body for five hours, which with all the biochemical releases and all the things. Okay. So just on a biological level. Okay. So we can choose to change those chemicals in our body. We by counteracting that those moments that we have to have, those are important to have those moments, but to not stay in them and not to flourish in them and stay stuck in them and, and, and talk about them and, you know, talk about them unless you're processing, talk about them with your friends. And then their friends start talking about their shitty lives. And you, now you're like bonding over how shitty your lives are. And, and so you can stay in that loop and our society supports that. So when I say we can choose joy and we can choose happiness, no matter what's going on in our life, I really mean that. I truly, not only do I mean it, but I practice it. So yesterday was a day where I'm like, wow, I'm, you know, I hadn't realized that I was so irritable and grumpy and miserable and sad and all the things until I like leaned into it yesterday. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And this morning I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm going back to frolicky happy me. Um, I have my feelings that I need to have, and now it's time to move through that and choose happiness. So here's how I chose happiness this morning. So first, first thing I usually do in the morning, which is a, a reset, and it also helps my body, is I do a couple hours of meditation. And you don't have to do, you don't have to be hardcore like me and do a couple hours, but I have like, I have my like, deep sleep I do like an hour of like really deep sleep meditation and then I do like an hour of like healing on my body with like guided meditation so my body can be healing while I'm in this you know delta state and then I go into then I usually do like half an hour to an hour of like theta which is the the state where you know I can program what I want to how my you know being insight into the you know the cosmos and it's the state in which people who practice meditation want to get to the state where everything is still and quiet and all the it's a beautiful state where your body and your brain is most likely to uh, embrace new constructs and new concepts and it also resets my nervous system so because I have trauma and often, um, I, you know, I, because of all that trauma as a child, I've never, like my nervous system, my whole digestion, all that stuff, never got to be in a state of Zen. It functioned from a state of adrenaline because of all the trauma that I was under. 
And so I let my body learn to function in this high state of anxiety, high state of um, adrenaline, high state of life or death, fight or flight. Like that's how my body was, you know, basically learned how to be. And so a big part of my changing my whole ecosystem of my body has been learning to change how my body functions on not on adrenaline, but on Zen that I'm gas powered by Zen versus, oh my God. (laughs) And there's like different kinds of Zen. There's like inactivity Zen where I'm just like, you know, literally doing nothing, being nothing, being in the void. Then there's active Zen where I'm still functioning in my day to day, but I feel really calm and settled about it. And even when I get excited, it's still from a place of joy and it, you know, it may spike a little bit in my body of like, woo, excitement, Um, but it's still from a place of Zen. So my whole function in life is to find the Zen, live in the Zen and train my whole being to function from a place of Zen versus from a high energy, high anxiety, uh, adrenaline space. Okay. So that's been my, you know, my last 10 years of my life is learning how to do that. And sometimes I'm good at it. And sometimes I'm not. (laughs) So, so this morning I'm like, Hey, it's time. So we did, I did my meditation, did all the things. And then I was like, okay, so how, how am I feeling? And I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling frolicky. And like this whole like excitement to be alive and, and wake up in the morning and, you know, start the day and all the possibilities of the day, which is what I used to be. So I'm like, okay, what do I need? And so I kind of drop in and drop into my subconscious, have a little chat with my subconscious and my kid, my inner children, which, you know, if you want to learn all about that, I've, you know, done a couple episodes on inner child work, actually lots of conversations about inner child work. Um, that you want to check out. Um, one in particular is called uh, the Flush Method: Inner Advanced Inner Child uh, uh, Inner Child Work. So you can go find that episode to understand what I'm talking about. And it might be very helpful for you. Okay, so you know, I check in. You know, the kids are like, "Ah, we're not fun." And my subconscious is like, "You're not having any fun. Not been any like frolicky. You haven't done anything frolicky. You're like not doing anything fun." So I said, all right. So I, I'm like, you know, we do my work, tell the kids, give them some fun in the sanctuary. Then I'm like, all right, now I need to activate my frolicky nature. And my frolicky nature comes from many different sources. But one of my primary sources is, you know, again, this is part of the magic woo part of me um, that you may or may not know about me, but is my, you know, connecting to fairy energy. It's like that light, playful, frolicky, you know, if you've spent any time with me in frolicky mode, you'd be like, oh God, yes, you're such a forest nymph. (laughs) And if you're seeing me, I got flowers in my hair right now and sparkles in my hair right now. And I'm all like, you know, I'm I'm all very fairy-like at the moment. So I dropped into, you know, calling in that fairy energy into my life and spending some time with the fairies and having the fairies, you know, come hang out with me today. And, um, and so that's one way. So even just putting on, I could start feeling the shift. 
So before I actually got out of bed, I was like, mm, you know what else I haven't done in a while? Is masturbated. <laughs> I've backed off lately from this joyful activation space. I've, you know, I've done, you know, I've had a couple orgasms here and there to help with pain management, but I haven't like done it just because I want to and it's fun and it's playful and I haven't done it in a while. I was like, oh, that's also not a good sign. <laughs> not frolicky and not orgasmic. Woo, we got to change that. So, so while I was like dropping in and masturbating, I also was doing sex magic. So here's another part of my woo. Um, you know, if you're not a sex magic person, uh, don't worry. You can just, you know, visualize being activated and all the, your energy, all the energy that you're building with your orgasm and, and, you know, visualize them charging all of your cells and you know finding you know beautiful pleasure and all of that okay so for me I did some sex magic activated my happy horny sex self <laughs> had a couple of really good orgasms and I was like all right so now here we go that's good we're we're at that stage feeling a little better a little orgasms Let's go put some makeup on. Let's go do our hair and let's get frolicky and let's do a, let's record a podcast. And so I wasn't quite fully yet there, right? So I put my, did my hair, put my flowers in my hair, put my makeup on. And I was like, okay, I'm almost there. I can almost feel all of me being choosing happiness, All right, There's still a little, there's still a little bit. So I'm like, all right, there's two sure ways for me to truly activate my playful, joyful self. One is making faces at myself in the mirror. <laughs> my favorite face, if you happen to be watching this, you can see it on YouTube, is my puffer fish. <laughs> So I stand in the mirror and this works like I can be so angry. I want to like murder somebody um, that it works every time because it's really hard to be really angry or sad or any of the things when you make a face that is like a puffer fish that makes you giggle. Like you, you can't be mad anymore. Right. But anyways, oh, I forgot to tell you about. I started a story and I lost the story. I'll finish this story and I'll come back to my, my nephew. Okay. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about where I was going with that story. <laughs> a little out of practice. Okay. So my puffer fish is I put my hands on like in front of my ears and I close my mouth and I puff up my cheeks. I can't talk while I'm doing it. I puff up my cheeks and then I move my, my hands back and forth like they're little fins, okay? So for anybody who is listening, you might really want to go watch this episode just to see this, okay? You can find it on YouTube. All right, so, ready? So this is what it looks like. <laughs> I look ridiculous. My eyes are balled up. I look so ridiculous. Again. I can't stop laughing because it's ridiculous. So making faces at yourself is a great way to drop out of whatever emotional state you're being that you've maybe been in for a little too long and it's not serving you anymore. 
um, and you're ready to like move out of that emotional state, uh, making faces a quick, easy way of kind of bringing out the joy and kind of shifting the narrative and also shifting, starting to shift the biochemical response in your body. And again, my book talks in great detail um, on all the steps on how to go about doing this and learning how to do this. Okay. So I did my proper fish, which started to make me laugh, which then is followed by my guaranteed, no matter what is going on, will pull you out is laughing for 60 seconds and like a full on minute. And I, you know, I talk about this in all sorts of different things. And, you know, I have laugh tracks that people can, you know, download from me and, you know, for my clients that, you know, when I teach my clients this technique, they have a hard time, but they seem to really get laughing when they listen to my laugh track because I'm ridiculous. So I have this one particular laugh that no matter how angry, no matter how sad, no matter how crappy I feel, if I do my evil witch cackle, which I'm going to show you in a second. So hold on. I'm going to move my body back so it's not so loud. Um, this will like send me into full on laughter and I time it for a minute. And once I'm once I've laughed for a solid minute, I have now changed the biochemicals and the neural pathways in my brain that will allow me to now choose pleasure, choose joy, choose happiness, and pull me out of the, the loop of being in suffering, misery, anger, sadness, all the ones that, you know, you know, they're not, again, you need to feel them. You just don't need to feel them for a really long time. Okay. All right. So here's the, here's my little laugh that always gets me. Hi. just have it on your phone in an emergency state you can just play it if you found not you started to start to laugh with me as a contagion um then you know reach out to me and i can you know direct you where you can get a lot some laugh tracks for me okay so <laughs> see <laughs> could have our time here, here. settle down <sighs> better than laughing gas all right so let's circle back around to my nephew I started to tell the story and then I got sidetracked <laughs> anyways okay so he's visiting me and you know he's like going through his like and I'm trying to te I'm teaching him the construct of you know you can you know you've had your tantrum you've had your feelings now let's change the narrative and so I was teaching him like uh, you know, I would be like, he'd finish his full on tantrum, you know, like two, three-year-olds have and over, you know, nothing. 
And, but I let him have his feelings for a while, like for, you know, a little bit. And then I would say, okay, repeat after me. And he'd be like, I'd be like, I choose. And he'd be like, I choose happiness, happiness. And then, and then I would go wiggle, wiggle, ha, ha, ha. And then he would wiggle his bum and he would go, ha, ha, ha. And the next thing you know, he would start to giggle and laugh and, and off he would go. And so I was like, wow, like, wouldn't that have been lovely to have learned when I was two? <laughs> My life could have been very different. I wouldn't have had to do all the things and all the darkness, all things, right? So he then, he's so fabulous. I love that little dude. So he then decides that the people around him need to learn this because it's an, it's an easy way to shift his feelings. So he goes, to, he goes back home, you know, his mom's having a, a um, you know, a meltdown of some sort. And he says to his mom, he's like, mommy, repeat after me. <laughs> of course, she has to, you shouldn't watch it in that moment, but she has to, because like, she's been teaching him that, that this is how you, you feel your feelings and then you move out of it, right? You don't stay stuck in it. So he teaches, you know, reminds her. And so she does the thing and she laughs. And of course, pulls me out her out of her stuff. He goes, you know, for the next couple months, he basically starts teaching all the adults. There's kids at the daycare who are having like meltdowns after they've had their little meltdown. He's teaching them about the thing. He taught his daycare teacher about the thing. It's like that this idea that we have power over our emotions that we need to feel them, but we don't need to, they don't need to control us and that we can make other choices after we felt what we need to feel or process what we need to feel or change whatever it is that we need to do. And so I have like, a, so there's a short form for me of the whole stop, drop and wiggle. And whenever I'm in that space of like, okay, I'm seriously not choosing happiness. I, you know, I visualize my, my little nepho, nephew when he was like that little, saying to me, I choose happiness, ha, 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 wiggle, 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 ha, ha, ha. And that brings me, that helps to shift me out of the thing. And now I can do all of the other tools that I may need to do to continue to choose happiness. So I share this because I share all of this because we often don't, we believe that happiness is because of external things right? So, you know, we win some money, uh, we falling in love, we have a great interaction with somebody, we get a promotion, like external things are the things that make our life either happy or sucky. And that's not true, actually. Um, yes, those, those good, fun, you know, you go on vacation, great things happen, miracles happen, you have a great conversation, like all of those things are definitely help to support happiness in your life but it's not what creates the happiness the creating of the happiness is your choice to find the happiness because you can go through your day like I said you can go through every day and there can be you know 20 things that, that justify why you are angry miserable depressed despair all the things okay you can there's like 20 things in that day that would definitely, if you were to have a conversation with somebody, say, yeah, 
that really supports why you feel like life sucks. But there was also probably 20 things in that same day that could have brought joy and shown that your life is awesome. And so it's that piece of choosing to look for those 20 things and, and basically, you know, it's a muscle that needs to be, you know, trained, okay, is to start looking for the joy moments in your life. And if you can't find one, I gave you two really easy ones to where you can manifest into reality. One, making funny faces at yourself in the mirror and two, laughing hysterically for a minute. These are two things that you have control over and you can create and you can drop in anywhere, anytime about them. So that's what I want to leave you with is that, you know, it's easy. It really is easy to find all the things that suck in life. And there's a lot of things like, don't get me wrong. Like there are a lot of things that on a day-to-day -day basis are, can be really shitty and really sucky. There's no, I'm not denying that they exist. The key is to feel them for a moment and then shift out of that place to go back into choosing happiness. There'll be another moment soon enough that will suck. <laughs> so don't worry, you don't have to stay in sucky. There'll be plenty of moments throughout your day where there'll be a moment of, fuck, this sucks. And there'll be plenty of moments and possibilities in your day where you can choose for to move out of that suckiness. And when you're first starting, or if you're first watching somebody go through this, it kind of feels almost like manic depressive, okay? Because you're like, you're feeling everything fully. So one minute you're crying, the next minute you're laughing, the next minute you're angry, the next minute you're joyful. Like it feels very unstable when you're going through it. Also, when you're watching somebody go through it. But that's what life is, is a series. Every day is a series of joy, sucky, Joy, sucky, 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 joy, 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 sucky, sucky. And if you're sucky, sucking enough, it turns into joy. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help <laughs> Always a little pervert that I am. <laughs> so, all right, again, it's like, that's what it looks like. That's, that's what being emotionally present and aware looks and feels like it's not it's not like a straight line it's ups and downs ups and downs ups and downs the key is to make your life so that your ups aren't so high and your downs aren't so low so that you spend more time in the middle where it's like little waves versus like big giant mountains and, and that's a well-lived life. We spend a lot of time trying to thinking that stability is numb, where we don't really feel anything. There's not a, a there's not a, a, an up or a down. It's just like straight. 
And a lot of that is numbness and dissociation and avoidance. And um, it's not about really feeling. It's about trying to not feel what you're feeling. But when you truly feel, you get to be present. And when you're truly present, you get to experience life in a new, wonderful way because you can now see all the beauty and the wonderment in the world. And you get to be in your body more and you get to be more present in your relationships and you get to be more, and of course, you know, I'm all about the orgasm girl of pleasure. You get to experience more orgasmic pleasure in your life on a day-to-day basis. And that's what, you know, this whole, this whole podcast is about my orgasmic life. It's about orgasmic living. And orgasmic living is about being in your body. It's about being in the moment. It's about being present. And it's not about, it's not about only being happy, happy, joy, joy, bliss, blissed out, because that's not real either. But it's about not staying stuck in any one emotion, allowing yourself to be in things, be present in things, feel the things, release it, move to the next feeling. And the biggest piece of that mental change is consciously choosing happiness. If I hadn't have chosen this morning, I can, I can honestly say 100%. If I hadn't like kind of been aware of yesterday, I'm like, oh, I've kind of been in a funk. I've been in this like rut of like, not, you know, kind of feeling like, you know, emotionally down and life sucks even though I've had all these beautiful possibilities, I've missed them. I missed them because I've been in this funk because I haven't been choosing them. I haven't been present in the thing. I've been trying to avoid the funk by being avoided. And so if I hadn't have had that awareness yesterday and then woke up this morning being like, all right, it's time to, it's time to pull out our, (laughs) it's time to pull out our, our toolbox on choosing happiness. And, um, And I'm glad I did because one, I could have a beautiful conversation with you. And two, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the rest of my day. My day is going to be, I don't know what my day is going to be like, but I am consciously choosing to seek out the pleasure, the joy, and the pleasure possibilities today. Yesterday, I wasn't choosing the pleasure possibilities. I was choosing no possibilities. Yesterday, I felt like everything sucked. There was no point. (laughs) I was very like, I was very teenage girl yesterday. (laughs) Which, you know, I needed to be to see the things, which is not, yesterday wasn't wrong and today's right. That's also an important piece here. It's just that um, yesterday was an important experience for me to choose this today. That's it. Who knows what I'll choose tomorrow? I'm hoping I'll choose the same thing tomorrow, but I don't know. So that's what I want to leave you with, okay? That it's an evolution. It's a choice. It's a learning. It's a muscle that you have to build. If you're like, oh, this sounds like something intriguing. Um, I would recommend going and getting my book to start that process. And then after you've read the book and implemented some of those things, if you're still struggling with, uh, you know, 
if you're still struggling, period, doesn't even matter what with, if you're still struggling, then you can reach out, you know, make sure you reach out to me at, at uh, GaiaMorissette.com um, and, you know, go visit the healing website and uh, reach out and we can talk about how I can support you. Or if I'm not a good fit for you right now, um, you know, I have, you know, somebody else who I trust with my crazy <laughs> and wild and things um, who has all the same skills as me that I can pass on to pass you on to her as well. If, you know, one of us will be a good fit for you. So, all right. So my challenge to you today is how many times today can you choose happiness? And can you at least go and attempt to choose happiness today um, and, you know, laugh hysterically or, you know, make a funny face and in the, in the mirror, make a bunch of funny faces. So you start laughing and see how that feels. I know for me, if somebody had said to me that happiness was a choice before I started this journey about 10 years ago, I probably would have punched them in the face. <laughs> I was rather angry back then <laughs> because when you're in it and you feel and life really sucks and things are hard and all this stuff and some fucking, you know, tw you know, tw you know, bubbly person comes along and says, well, you can choose happiness if you want. Yeah. The last thing you want to hear is that, and you're probably going to want to punch me in the face. <laughs> And I understand because I, 10 years ago, before I started this work, I totally would have punched me in the face. <laughs> right. But try it. That's, that's it. That's all I want to leave you with. Just try it. Because for me, knowing that I get to have the choice and I get to have how I move in the world is a, a choice that I get to have. All of a sudden life stopped happening to me and shitty things stopped happening to me. And I stopped feeling, uh, you know, disempowered. I stopped feeling like a victim. I stopped feeling um, like I have no control and I'm powerless. I stopped feeling that because if I can, have the power to choose how I react and how I feel in the world. I have all the power I need. Nothing happens to me. Nothing, you know, I get to choose how I respond to the experiences that go happen in my life. Okay. Now, if you're struggling and I, and I really want to say this, if you happen to be in a, a dangerous situation and you are in an abusive uh, situation, then, um, you know, this is not the time to try to choose happiness. What this is a time to choose uh, an opportunity to figure out how to exit that so that you can be safe to make those choices. Because the truth is, is if you're in a dangerous, like actual physically dangerous situation, and you are incredibly powerless in that moment, the first piece is figuring out how to escape that powerlessness so that we can like do these other things. Okay. I really want to acknowledge that piece that if you are in a dangerous physical, uh, traumatic situation right now, 
um, choosing happiness isn't going to fix this problem. Okay. It's not. So if you're in that place, please get support, whether that's, you know, uh, going to a shelter, uh, you know, calling the police, whatever it is you need to do to get to yourself so that you can be physically safe. And that's a priority. After you get safe, then we can work on all of the other things, emotional well-being, huh? you know, all that kind of stuff. But first you got to work on making sure that you're physically safe. Okay. So I need to acknowledge that, you know, not every situation is, oh, I can laugh my way out of this situation. Okay. All right. Till next time. Stay. I don't want to say stay happy um, because that's like too bliss bunny-ish as if sometimes when you're not happy, it's a bad thing. No. What I want to say is stay curious, stay curious and find the ways that you get to be empowered in your emotional well-being. Okay. Till next time. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator... Um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option. We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.